mental minute uh, <laughs> since we've last chatted. Uh, I only I'm, dropped one solo episode, actually. Nice. You nice. weren't gone that long. Well, it's because of you know it some feels changes. Yeah, I did live like a a day that felt like I lived two days in one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't that long. Um, but that, I did flake. I flaked before the week before I left. That's as well, right. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been <laughs> longer than you remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I skipped that week, and then I did a solo episode the following week, and then I skipped last week. So maybe yeah. that's why it doesn't feel as long because I only did one solo episode. Today. Well, I'm sorry for your DMs because of our legions of fans. Um, oh man, Everyone's where's an upset. episode? Where's an episode, Papa Bless? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, welcome back, Spencer. Thank you, Danny. Um, did you welcome did, did you complete the? Oh, sorry. To the oh, DMGT podcast. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. I almost had it. I almost we nailed, had it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Um, yeah, I am your host, Danny, and that is... Uh, and I'm, I'm Spencer. <laughs> is it obvious that we're a little rusty? It's only been a few weeks. Um, yeah. But we usually talk, like, every day, so we didn't talk the whole time I was gone. Yeah, we haven't spoken. Yeah, because so. I wasn't doing any socializing while I was there. I was just like, well, good as nah, you sh- I'm chilling. As you should. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna have, gonna be here. Um, I mean, we, we did... Jay and I did uh, bombard you a little bit with some NBA Finals talk. Well, no, that was fine because uh, the problem was all of the... This was the worst part of the trip that I didn't tell you about. You know, time and how it works is mm-hmm. all the games were at 3 a.m. So I didn't oh. watch any of them after I left. So I watched game I one and game get, two. Like, some morning No, that's Australia. I would have gotten mm. morning because that's how I watched the entire whatever year of playoffs the bubble was. Because I watched every single game because they were on from like 9 a.m. to like 4 p.m. So I just had it on all day. And I was yeah. like, this is the best for basketball. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, man. Uh, my, my predictions came true. I, I nailed my... You really did. You did a great job. Um, I just, I wanted Boston to win. Yes. Sure. But it very quickly was like, oh, that, okay, that's not, this is not going to happen. <laughs> well, it looked fine for a while. We were turning into the NBA cast right now for a minute. Um, no, they, they, well, because it was, they went up 2 1. And for a while there, I was like, oh, shoot. And then even with the, with, with Golden State winning that game four, it was like tight. And I'm like, Boston might be able to pull this off. And, and then, Golden State said, nah. you know that that's the problem with not being able to watch the games. Is you're looking at box scores, you're looking at plus minus, and I was like, this wasn't close once it was two two. Oh no, it, it, it felt close. Yeah. It felt closer than it looked on paper for sure. Yeah, that's a bummer. I would have liked to watch them, um, Danny. But you know, I've just culturally changed because I've traveled abroad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Um, no, I haven't changed at all. Um, <laughs> and I, I refuse to. Uh, but Danny, uh, you know, this week is a special week for me. Um, big week for Spencer. It's a yeah. big week for me. And we're going to talk about a couple of things, uh, starting with the new Coheed and Cambria album. Uh, Danny is going to indulge me by yeah. highlighting it like we've highlight, hi, highlight, highlighted albums in the past. Sure. That are probably higher profile yeah let's say that uh but 
a new Coheed album came out, Vaxxus 2, A Window of the Waking Mind, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Danny, I heard you said Fall Guys is coming back. and <laughs> Well, Fall Guys is un, uh, undisputedly coming back. So it's undisputed. Uh, Skip and... <laughs> Shannon and Skip, uh, right? <laughs> Undisputed. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Basketball. Oh no! Um, and then we're gonna talk PlayStation Plus 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 and Plus Plus um, Plus because I will never ever know which one I'm on anymore because I can't remember which one's different. So we'll talk about that a little bit because we yeah, both got it. We've been playing. Yep. I think we both got premium. Yes. We got set. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But we'll we'll indulge some some coheed stuff to start yeah. off. So it'll be music heavy today. Yeah. So skip to let's see, probably ninety six, ninety seven <laughs> minutes, and that should be oh, no. about I where pro- we start. Stop talking about. Oh it. God. No, I will cut him off before. Yeah. That. No, that's good. Um. Well, you so coheed releases a new album. Yeah. Um. In this year, it released last week. And it's their 10th studio album, uh, and it's their ninth album in the realm of the uh, uh, storyline that they've, they've written. This is the Vaxis Pentology. It's going to be five albums, and they did um, the, the direct line A- Amory Wars. I, I don't think I've ever said it out loud. A- it's A-R-M-O-N-Y. Um, and, you know, if... There's somehow the uh. fence listening. They're gonna be upset about it, me mispronouncing <laughs> that. Um, and right, I think that's okay. Uh, sure. But so they released their tenth album, and um, when when it was in kind of the cycle of release, and it got pushed back a month due to pressing vinyl taking a long time. Uh, the lead singer Claudio Sanchez, who's like kind of the story mastermind of of Coheed was like it's going to challenge our fan base. That was what he said and and like honestly like they don't really say that kind of stuff that often. Um and so it comes out and uh I I think it more fits m- like a familiar baseball glove uh more than I think I was expecting based on that kind of hey this is going to maybe shock you a little bit. Um mm-hmm. And not because it doesn't feel different, because it definitely does, but I think it feels different in probably the most organic way um, over the last couple albums, like in in my opinion. Interesting. Um, okay. Which is interesting because it's digital heavy. There's a lot of programming and yeah, effects yeah, and all like... that stuff. But, uh, and this is mostly based on, uh, I just finished up listening to it on vinyl for the first time. And I, it's really it's really kind of reset the album a little bit because i told you initially this is kind of in the middle for me maybe um and i might be able to creep up there kind of my list of theirs you know not into like you know the sacred hollowed grounds of the first three albums right uh first first three some people put uh the afterman in there as well and i i definitely am one of them um but uh yeah it's a what i mean I was going to try to go into Coheed a little bit overall, but I just jumped into thoughts about the album. No, no, it's fine. Um, so Coheed and Cambria is a, a band out of New Jersey, um, fronted by Claudio Sanchez, uh, and uh, comprising currently of Zach Cooper on bass, uh, Travis, um, I, I wanted to say Travis Scott, but I, that's not, 
right. Because that would be Travis insane. Scott Moonlights as a band uh, member of Coheed. And then Cambria. I wanted to say Travis Barker, which is also pretty rude. Uh, um, but it's it's Travis Stever. And then I wanted to say someone I went to high school with instead. So I got there. And then uh, Josh Eppard on drums. Um, and they have been releasing music since 1995, more or less with the same kind of uh, core core group. Zach yeah. is is a little newer uh, to the group. Last, I mean, at this point, it might even be ten years. Um, but they make prog emo, um, is what I would call it. Uh, they're kind of at times been prototypical emo. They've kind of moved away from that, but they make progressive rock and kind of just, uh, storyline based, uh, music. All of their albums tell, uh, kind of different sections of a story. Um, so they're, they're a big nerd band with, uh, you know, basically as much of my money as they they want. <laughs> I, I mean, I will I will add to that that I think that uh, don't let the prog label here uh, scare you away because they're definitely accessible. a lot more accessible. Yes, that's exactly the word yeah. I was going to use. They're they're very yeah. accessible. They're not like you know Bedlam and Goliath Mars Volta, which can can I, I think be, fairly you know. be too much for people. Um, I love the Mars Volta, uh, but. They're more, they're far more accessible than most bands that label themselves or have been labeled as prog. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Um, and I'm sure some like hardcore prog head would be like, they don't really count. So if, if the band course, is getting, there, of is, course like, there is a hardcore argument, prog fan. Yes. Then, you know, you're in a good spot. You're in a sweet spot. Right it, there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely prog. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this, this album, you know, it, uh, one of the biggest criticisms of their last album, which was what many people and myself I put put in there, was kind of a return to form a little bit. Um, there was a little bit of drifting for for an album or two um, for some people, and but then the big thing was this album is super fucking long. Uh, the last album was nearly eighty minutes, I believe, seventy nine minutes and something. Mm. Um, and I think that that this is one of the times where the correction to make this uh, um, a relatively brisk 59 minutes <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, really was a good idea because like, I think very little of this album overstays its welcome, um, which has, has been a problem for them throughout their career here and there, depending on how hardcore into Coheed you are. Yeah. Um, but I really think uh, that's one of my favorite parts of this album is that it feels a little easier to get through consistently because it's not a movie length. But Danny, that was a long preamble. Yeah. And I have dragged you as I've dragged friends throughout my life to a Coheed show before. Yes. Um, so first, because obviously if people haven't heard or, or noticed, my relationship with Coheed is I've been obsessed with them for 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you love them. <laughs> they are my number one. They're yeah. my number one, and they yeah. no, that's that's fair. They never stay away from my listening circle for long. Um, even even when I don't listen to them for like a year, I'll I'll get right back into an obsessive mode. But Danny, you've been to a show, but I'd love to hear like what is your relationship to Coheed? Because I think one good part about this, me being a psycho fan and you being a normal human for them, um, I'm really excited to hear what you thought. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So. 
I, I I'm familiar with Coheed's work. I wouldn't say I'm I'm like a hardcore fan. I, I like didn't hesitate when you said let's go to that show last year. So like enough. I'm like usually I'm down to go to a rock concert anyways. Right. Um, but I'm like oh yeah no I'm I'm familiar with a few songs. Like it's not just uh, that one uh, song that everyone Welcome knows home. from Coheed. Welcome home. Right. Uh, yeah. but still, I mean, even if it is, it's it such fucking a bangs. Great song. It, it, bangs. it, it that, fucking that riff bangs. is still awesome. Yeah. Um. But I'm, I'm like familiar with them. Uh, I'm like I I enjoy the music. Like it's never anything like oh skip this. Um, whenever like you know Spotify, you're shuffling and like you throw right. on like a radio or whatever, uh, it comes on. Um, definitely leans a little bit more on the prog side than I normally lean on. I think there's some crossover. They have done some like I want to call it like post hardcore stuff. Oh, for sure. Some of yeah, the work yeah. that definitely that, um, that, that definitely overlaps with with my vibe and like yep. okay, some of those tracks like for for sure work for me. Um, so I'm familiar with the general like soundscape that Coheed has kind of established themselves and identified themselves with yeah. in the past. So like, even though there's changes in in previous albums, this one. So like when I came into this one, I basically fl- flying blind because you told me on Sunday, like yeah, hey, or Saturday, listen to this album, and I was like, oh shoot, I didn't even realize so. Let me go slap this bad boy on. And I did. I've listened to it twice uh, since. And immediately I was like, this is different. And my initial reaction was like, oh, no. Does Spencer hate his favorite, this, this album it's, from his favorite band? I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that is always a humongous fear of a Coheed album coming out. I was terrified at first. I was like, oh no, did he hate this album? Because, yeah. and, and I'll explain why. Um, so a lot of my notes here were my impressions here before I get really into specifics on, on, on my notes. We can go back and forth here. Um, my initial impressions were like, this is actually leaning a little bit more to what I listen to casually on like the, I, I want to say like modern hardcore ish, mm-hmm. uh, post-punk almost um where like the drums were super tight the or the bass was was super tight uh the mids were like crisp and clean so the production quality was like almost uh like modern pop rock uh designs uh as far as like the soundscape and how it's feeling how it was filling yeah, up my, yeah. my headphones uh, but I really enjoyed like a lot of the song. Like it still was very coheed. Like I, I enjoyed uh, like the first four tracks. Like uh, immediately I, I identified like oh this is this is quite different. But I loved comatose. Um, I loved uh, shoulders. I was like oh these are these are cool. Like I think a lot of these are gonna make my normal my regular rotation. This is a little bit different for for me. Um, even with some of the more poppy elements, but then they still had like, there was like moments of some more raw, like metal yeah. proggy uh, sounds that they, they incorporated in there. And then you threw, and then they threw on like the very electronic stuff. Like he, he really pushed like the audio, auto auto tune in sections. It was very like selective when mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. using uh, auto tune. I think Claudio Sanchez here. Um, but that's why I was like, Oh, this is, interesting because a lot of the sounds i wouldn't say are my favorite uh genre like this is what i'm listening to every day right but i will slap on 
an album that sounds like this from time to time for sure. And when I, in the past, when I have like tossed some of those recommendations your way, you're like, nah, not for me. It's not doing it. And that's why initially I was like, oh man, I don't think Spencer liked this album. So, uh, I understand why you're coming around to it because uh, one, obviously it's Coheed. Yeah. But two, there's definitely more depth to this project. Um, than some of the more, uh, I don't want to call it generic, but some of the more, so, uh, something that you would expect in this uh, space. Yeah. And I understand, I think I understand why Coheed is saying that they're going to, cha- it's, cha- it's going to challenge the Coheed fans, because I think that's an accurate description for Coheed's fans specifically uh, as, as it relates to what they would expect from them. Right. Which is right. always a tough sell. It's always a tough sell because, in theory, like a band is pushing themselves on the more poppy or modern production elements for how they're handling rock rock music. Yeah, um, which is totally valid. Whereas, like a, uh, I, I would say, like a prototypical Coheed fan would be like, "Screw this type of music, man! It's it's uh, sellout music." And it's like, well, it, well, no, because this shit doesn't play on like. Yeah, what are they selling radios? Out for? Like, They're, what are you yeah. selling out to? Like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. But like yeah. that, that type of fan, I think, is being challenged with this album. So yeah, I think, um, you know, like uh, the 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 production. You you had a really uh, fun text call. You're like, yeah, I think it's just the same guy that produces like a bunch of these, and then you're like, I was right. It's the yep. same guy. Mm-hmm. And so like, there is that kind of Jack Antonoffing of some kind of not because it's not none of these bands are mainstream because i don't know if rock is mainstream anymore it's really just like its own thing kind of like hip-hop was before hip-hop became the main the true you know everything is under the hip-hop and in in main music uh even you know pop um you know just takes everything from hip-hop um but it that part some people are having problems with for sure. Uh, yeah. I, um, but yeah. it's really interesting following a band for this long. This is the second time that this has happened. <laughs> so, uh, okay. they released their first album on evil, evil, uh, evil Inc. And I think their second album as well, but then they got a deal with Columbia where they released good Apollo. I'm burning star four from fear through the eyes of madness. Yeah. You're telling me that's not a prog. Proghead, uh, that's an album title. <laughs> it's an <laughs> album title. Uh, <laughs> but it uh, had a the people actually got pretty upset because of the cleanness of that production. Um, because he brought in actual strings and it's like yeah, very, yeah. very polished and like pristine recording for that time for rock music and. People were a little upset there, but uh, ultimately it's one of their classics, but like that was oh, some of the descent there. Yeah. It's really aged beautifully. And then then they release No World for Tomorrow, which is kind of continuation of that kind of similarly clean, heavy sound. And then they release their fifth album. So, uh, you know, five albums later, they, they release uh, Year of the Black Rainbow, which was produced by Atticus Ross, uh, I believe. Mm. Um, not Trent Reznor. It's Atticus. I think it's Atticus Ross. Um, yeah. But it's like, you know, that album is compressed to all shit. 
um, people got really upset with the mix. And it was Coheed challenging the fan base, I think, in a way that hadn't happened yet. And that was, that's basically everybody's, most people's bottom of the barrel for Coheed. There's still some amazing stuff. And I think it's ultimately still a good album. But, and now we're five albums later, this same kind of feedback from, from the fan base is not as big, not as loud, and not as upset. Well, at least I haven't read it enough. I'm sure everyone's just as I upset. I mean, but, I dove into the Reddit uh, threads a little bit. Yeah. Some people are upset, but mostly people are upset. like, eh. But I think this is a better version of that kind of try of mm. like bringing in some different type of filtering, different type of effects, yeah, different type of production entirely in the sense of like really being um, a little more close to electronic at times and, and things like that. And then I would also say like the prog elements of this are way farther down that rabbit hole than they've gone in a while. Um, so I think yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. And I would say initially my first couple run throughs on, on Spotify and I did it, you know, my car I bought only because I wanted to have a car <laughs> with speakers that are good. Like yeah. basically that's like, I was like, oh no, I'll buy the top package one. Yeah, no, it's not worth this amount of money, but I want to not have to build my own s- system. <laughs> like I just yeah, want yeah. it. <laughs> um, and I was like, this, this does slap. Um, one thing that uh, sometimes with, with that modern rock uh, kind of production treble is a little too much I, I think they could they could roll off some treble a little bit in the mix yeah yeah uh, i think i think the like after little, 20 minutes or so like the fatigue starts yeah. kicking in a little bit it's not yeah. tiresome but like a little bit mm-hmm. yeah because so, that's what one of the notes i took was it's it teeters on that edge of overproduced um which makes sense because like so th- this was produced by zach zach servini so like if you're familiar with Bring Me the Horizon, Royal Blood, Architects, so a little bit more on like the metalcore and like pop rocky stuff. Uh, but also a little bit of like, I caught a little bit of like Angels and Airwaves and like some police influences here, which I think makes sense based on what you told me about um, Claudio. Claudio Sanchez. loves the police. Yeah. Um. Um, but I'm like, oh, these are like, I don't love everything that bring me the horizon does but i do love i do like a lot of what they do um kind of a same spot with royal blood and architects so that's yeah. why i was like that's where a lot of this came from where it's like oh i don't like because i don't confuse i don't where... really listen to any of them yeah. like but i do respect like i think royal bloods and bring me the horizon are i'm more familiar with and like they've been doing this type of sound for a while I oh think. yeah and and like they're respected for good reason like they make good shit like i yeah I yeah i mean not, they they, don't put, hate on they them push it for sure sometimes yeah. hit or miss but like they do try to push it that's where i yeah. think the artistic part of it comes in even if you if you like it's not for you yeah um but that's like boom i look i was uh, that, those are the notes i took up and then i looked up the the producer i was like yep of course that, that's yeah. that's the sound um yeah. but i think the last three tracks in particular, because I do want to talk about those uh, in a little bit more detail, then took me on a journey. And <laughs> yeah. it was my favorite part of the album because it was the the way that they transitioned from like a Zach Servini, like prototypical production mm-hmm. style, kept like some really good parts of that and then like went into like no bitch we're coheed still uh yes and it didn't feel 
like a slog to get through those last three tracks, which is tricky to do because you have a track in here that's eight minutes long. Yeah, it's 20 minutes for three songs. Like, yeah. And, uh, and they are dense. They're not, there's not a lot of filler in those songs. They're pretty dense mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. story and lyrics. But before we go into those, I do want to talk about them. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit uh, kind of about the duality of Coheed and Cambria, because yeah. you either know them as Welcome Home, <laughs> right? Which is yeah, the yeah. proggiest type of single that hit the mainstream, you know, during that time. Yeah. So you either know them from that or you know them from like, you know, MTV, TRL after, you know, TRL of Favor House Atlantic, which is their right. poppiest pop and the suffering, like their poppy, poppy stuff. And so, like, there's a lot of people that can get confused about, like, what is Coheed going for, you know? Because I think this album, yeah. in some ways, has some of the better blends of progginess and their pop kind of uh, yeah, proclivities. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, then they just go for broke at the end, just like, and like, here, we'll, we're going to still give this to you. Like, <laughs> I love like, and that. That's, and that's I kind love of the that. thing. I think a lot of this album, like, my, my take right now is uh, that, this is an album that they made to replace some of the songs on their set list that they're tired of fucking playing a little bit. Cause they're like, we got to get some catchy ass shit in here that people will like live. And I think that's like first four tracks. Right. And then they're like, yeah, then we have kind of our like in a box progginess, which is like the next couple tracks, the band's going to need a break. So here's our slow song, our love, like, that's just yeah. going to be Claudio out there. Everyone else is going to get a beer, get a drink of water, like, you know, like chill for a second and yeah. then come out and they're obviously going to do the fucking whole end three to end their their first set of their show. <laughs> the classic, yeah. If they're not doing, I mean, they have to do that. That's the only way it can go. Um, but it, so I'm like, oh, I think they just, maybe these songs can stand up to some of those classic type of set list songs. At least yeah. I think like, you know, as a Coheed fan who's been to like 10 of their 10 shows, like every time they're around me, I go. Um, sometimes I'm like, I, I think it would be nice if we just told them they don't have to play these ones tonight and we can just swap them out. Like, you know, you don't <laughs> yeah, have to yeah, end yeah. with Welcome Home. Like, it's a sick song, but people that are going to Coheed shows at this point, we, we've, we, we, we don't need you to, we don't, you don't have to. But then I would hate to take it away from the first time. Fan. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That's, like, that's the tricky the part. It's that's like you always have someone that's such a that's catalog. For the first it's tough, time. but yeah, but I do yeah. think like I hope that this set list um kind of sticks around for the next couple of years or not this set list because they haven't started the tour. But like, <laughs> um, I, I I think they can put a couple songs to bed for a while, and I I think this album can fill some of those gaps because yeah. there's some albums where you're lucky to get one song during a set list, like a headliner set. Um, yeah. and I don't think this album should be that. I think these have some awesome cuts for live performance and that's like that's what they that's what they're doing this for now like you know what i mean yeah and i i, I don't want to like forget that another another big takeaway that i had and i should have started with this it's just like how fun it was to listen to in general like it's it a, a lot of the songs are like in a major key which yeah. was cool i i think um without it getting like annoying uh as as keys as songs in, ma- in major keys can tend to be um but they just like feel good like you know it it seems like 
uh, like a lot of the lyrical contents uh, like had some depth to it but like it also felt very i don't know hopeful is kind of like some of the words yes. that, that i was yep. like drawing from him it was like uh sort of like an acceptance of his maturity is what I was getting from Claudio while like yeah. recognizing some of his past and younger selves, either uh, yeah. tri- triumphs or, or fallbacks and, and all of it just being like, Hey, all of that allowed me to get here. I'm a family man. Now all of this stuff like really yeah. came through. And when you do that genuinely, I think that that's where like oh the the like hopefulness like hits a little bit a little yeah. bit better and that's yeah. that's really like, especially like the first three tracks I was like man this th- like I went for a walk and I was listening to it the second time I was like this is putting me in like a good mood which you know yeah is, uh, well, <laughs> can the, get tricky sometimes one of the things that that is like most important to me about Coheed is that Coheed yeah. has a way inside into my head that they can make me be in a good mood. They can make me get out of a bad one. They can make me kind of like take a moment to just enjoy because like, you know, some of the stuff that they do really just hits me in that way. Um, but I, I think like this, this particular album, I was, I was also going to say the same thing. Like this is the best balance of story and lyrics for people that don't follow story. Yeah. And that are still interesting in and of themselves. Um and and like I think like some of the lines that that uh he wrote for this one like run like the dead have risen. Like that's just sick as that's like fucking yeah. cool as hell. Like how like that's a cool fucking way to put something. And uh uh for comatose, I don't want to feel fuck it, keep it comatose. I'm like that's cool. Like that's a cool yeah. way to say like I just don't want to feel right now. Um uh, and then there's oh man, Whoa. Uh, and then so Coheed nerd sidebar, and just so everyone knows that if there's ever a listener of Coheed listening to this, uh, I don't follow the story anymore, so I'm not that deep because it it honestly just can take up too much time. Um, so I don't know the story. Really, I haven't looked into it that much because I'm just enjoying the music. Yeah. Um, but you still catch motifs and one of the biggest motifs or lyrical motifs of Coheed and Cambria is the line, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do? What did I do? Always from this passive problem, right? The world is happening to me, right? And that's all of the other albums. Like it's always, what did I do to deserve this? Um, Sometimes it's in a positive way. What did I do to deserve all of you in like this, this, you know, forced family, but a lot of the times, what did I do to deserve this fucking happening to me? And he brings this lyric back in most of the mainline albums. And he, this, this in uh, The Liars Club, uh, what yeah. did we do yep. to deserve this? And then you can definitely tell, easiest in this album, at least for me, the different characters. Like, because these are all conversations that characters are having, right? Yeah. So, Someone asks, what did we do to deserve this? And then the answer is, well, everything, everything seems broken when you look at it that way. Like, and I'm like, oh, he yeah. has matured. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. him saying, yep. like, I am not a passive observer of what's happening to me. I'm, I have to be active and I have to look for hope. Yeah. Because um, I'm a dad. 
And this mm-hmm. album is a dad. It's an album about a dad. Yeah, like yeah. to it's me, a, that's it's you know, definitely very clear. <laughs> I was gonna say dad rock for sure, <laughs> for, for sure. sure, literal dad rock. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but it's still like uh, there's there's times where he, his lyrics can go too far, but I think he has a really good handle on them right now. Um, yeah. So I really appreciated that. Overall, I think this is their closest to a musical album that they've made. Like, because mm. there's a lot within everything where it's i think it's the the character is really clear and the setting feels clear almost like the way that they're sometimes flirting with overproduction is because they want things to have an environment yeah you know and they i want to be think, very purposeful with what they're trying to convey. yeah yeah like uh when when uh ladders of supremacy starts you're like oh this is a boss fight this song is a okay we're in a boss fight because they're, you know, it's like the in- boss <laughs> intro comes on the screen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then it's a, it's their, it's a fist fight is what that song is, at least from what I've gleaned from it. Right. Again, yeah. not knowing the story. Um, but, but some of this stuff, I was like, if he just got together with Max Bemis from Say Anything and they were able to collaborate together, they could make a great musical. <laughs> like, a really is, great musical. That that's fun. That's fun because uh, literally my last note, the the last thing I wrote down is just very cinematic. It felt very cinematic. Yeah. Um, the way that you know the sounds ebbed and flowed and yeah. the, the entire album. So like this one is cool because there are definitely a bunch of like individual tracks, but there is like a through for sure. Uh, it, it happening for sure. Obviously, like Can obviously, I- it's like you know it climaxes with the last three tracks in particular but there is I, still like no go ahead here. go ahead go ahead yeah yeah Sorry. No, that's it can i really quickly go through what i think will be controversial takes for the coheed faithful yes okay yes. great and then we can we can end a little bit Please. on the final three um so <laughs> uh i think that shoulders is one of the best choruses that coheed has uh made since wow. uh the suffering um, people are not going to agree with me on that wow. um, at all. Uh, I literally said, I think that this is on a Favor House Atlantic tier for singles. Um, <laughs> yikes for me. Um, there you go, Coheed fans. <laughs> I think A Disappearing Act is their coolest uh, foray into here's a different version of us that they've ever done. Um it's uh, started having the emergence of the word dance heed in the subreddit. And I really am excited to hear that song live. That's, that's um, oh yeah. It's going to, I, uh, what I, what I do want for everybody, if you are listening, um, there should, because this is the first actual dance breakdown that Coheed has ever given us. Like legitimate, this is a dance breakdown. That threw, that threw me for sure. I was like, yeah, Whoa. it's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. But, uh, we got to have a, there's got to be a dance that everybody does. <laughs> like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be funny if that just happens to a bunch of people in their mid thirties who go to rock concerts still, we all start doing the limbo. Cause they say limbo a lot during that part up to you all. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually don't really oh, love, man. uh, uh, bad man, which a lot of people are really into. Um, not my favorite song on the album. Um, but everything uh, about 
this album makes me feel like this is a true Coheed album, and that is also very a controversial opinion. Wow. Um, and then let's oof. see here. You have to listen. This this is the douchiest thing I'll say today on this podcast. This yes. this recording. You got to listen to it on vinyl, man. <laughs> here, let me let me get my like old seventies joint out. You got to listen to it on vinyl. Oh man. my goodness, like, you're missing so much. You said there wasn't enough guitar soloing. Um, they're all over the fucking album. You just don't fucking hear them on Spotify at all. It's just oh, nice. that sucks. There's some really cool shit that you cannot hear streaming it. Um, Like uh, Love Murder 1 has like the breakdown. There is a guitar solo for the entire breakdown that you can't hear on Spotify. Like it's so fucking buried in the mix. Damn. Um, Like I could hear it, but this thing sounds way less produced on vinyl. It sounds like because I think the compression really fucks up all the digitization that they chose to do in things, and it kind of washed everything into a digital digitized world. We do we do have to do an episode eventually on uh, how we compression really, is kind of screwing. We really do need to do yeah. it. Yeah, like yeah, because this is a perfect reason why you know I think that bands kind of need to change their production for streaming because that is going to be where everybody is listening yeah and like i think that's one of the bummers of this album is i don't think this album is poorly produced when i listen to it on vinyl but when i stream it sometimes i'm like "Ah, does it have to sound this harsh for the treble does it have to sound this kind of messy this album did not sound messy on vinyl hardly at all couple Mm. couple moments but the rest of it, I was like, this is, this album sounds fucking good, um, which was which was interesting. I wonder if this is on title. I got to give it give it a listen on title. Oh, if it's on title, I might get it for a month and see how they're, we could do a comparison. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, I, I'm going to put it, like, I can't rate a Koei album. They all eventually get to close to a 10 out of 10. It just sometimes <laughs> takes longer than others. <laughs> Um, there's really only one out. I didn't really listen to, uh, 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 the color, the, wow, man. Oh boy. Oh man. Color color of the sun, color before the sun. Good Lord. I didn't really listen to that album, but otherwise everything, even year of the black rainbow, I listened to. And I think this one will, this one will probably similarly be like, be part of them where I'm like, Oh, I want to listen to a Koei album. I'm going to throw on this one. Um, which happens, you know, every day <laughs> uh amory wars not armory wars god Ugh, man i'm gonna get rocked man you're uh, gonna, i'm i'm clipping all of these specifically dude, when, when you're don't. screwing it up please don't man. i don't post on <laughs> well the no i subreddit. won't because because i'm gonna be the one dealing with those notifications i don't i don't <laughs> post on the the fence subreddit because i'm like i don't think i'm good enough to post here these people dude know you so absolutely much. should I know, I know. I need to. I need to. Um, oh, I get in on all of the when we do our fake set list voting stuff. That's always fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Danny, that was only thirty nine minutes. <laughs> it's a listen. I like the album. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I think it gave me like a ton of stuff that I enjoy and am familiar with, while also being a little. 
uh, more challenging in the sense of like they're throwing, you know, they yeah. threw in like some some Easter eggs or plenty of Easter eggs in here as well to like yeah. kind of keep it interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I've uh, Easter egg wise, I've realized I don't have enough um, musical knowledge to describe it other than I wrote a lot in my notes. Very Coheed vibe. And I'm like, oh, those are all the throwbacks to other songs that I, that are a little changed that I'm like hitting that lizard brain, but I'm too stupid to say <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I, I would love to, because I'm definitely not picking up on any of those, really. Yeah. But I would love to know if uh, the Liars Club is actually interpolated um, uh, the police. It may because well. because it was uh, maybe it's just in the same key maybe it's just in the same key because I'm like what if I just start playing uh, every breath you take over this and then I did and I was like oh this this like fits perfectly yeah, yeah. so it's probably just the same key well, but it could be interpolated there are things where I'm like wait I could lay this song over I could lay this song of Coheed yeah. um like of Coheed and uh yeah it's a it's a duality it's, like they're 10 yeah. albums in like this is there's a lot of mirroring to their past and i think that's cool yeah it's not a bad thing at all i say that's like oh this is it's just cool when you're like oh it's like they're you you can hear where the influences are coming from and it feels yeah. very like uh respectful and like in a tributey type way at least yeah. just like on the music side like not even like strong structure or anything like that like yeah. they're very different songs but, and then yeah the last three songs, don't they fucking slap the Man, shit out of most so things? Cool. Like they're so fucking they're so cool. cool. Like the dude's just like, you know what? I'm gonna call those ladders of supremacy. That's it, gonna be. I'm gonna awesome. say that a bunch of times, and it sounds cool as fuck. Uh, God damn, just so cool. The yeah, swagger think- that Coheed can have when they're in that zone. That's that shit. I don't. I don't have another band that I've for this long that can give me those moments. You know what I mean? It, that's why the, that's why they're my yeah. number one. Like they always can give me something like that. It was definitely a very like, oh, yeah, no, we know. We know we still got it. Yeah. That's what yeah. those last three gave me and it was like it was like, oh, this is this is very cool. I'm I'm very much into it. Like this is one of the and I will say this just blanketly, one of the best endings to any album I've ever listened to, like just like the last <laughs> twenty minutes. That's awesome. That is that's that's, that's truly how I felt. Like dude. this was fucking cool. That's great. This is why we're friends, you know? You understand <laughs> a little bit how my love for them. Uh yeah, people are putting Ladders of Supremacy in a window of the waking mind, the 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 song, which did you know is actually a five part song? Uh, uh, six parts. I mean, I think. Um, they I heard in the lyric at book, least three different sections. Yeah, in the lyric <laughs> I don't know book, if I they literally break it up by there's different titles to each one, like time, the mother. It's fun shit. It's very nerdy. That is, that um, is super nerdy. Super I love nerdy. it. I love uh, it. But um, I lost my train of thought because I started talking <laughs> too deep into the nerd part of Coheed. Uh, but yeah, I it's a. Uh, it. I I I'm. I was concerned this was going to be a grower which some Coheed shows or Coheed albums take a while for me. Mm-hmm. Took me two years to click in with the Afterman, um, Ascension and Dissension. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. this is like maybe one of my favorite of theirs. But this one, I was like, I'm vibing with this. This is definitely going to be in my rotation for a while. Because um, I do want to dissect it more for myself and, and really uh, get as familiar as possible with it. Because I, I like, I like uh, consuming um, Coheed on that level. Uh, so. <laughs> love it it's a it's a definitely 
recommend a recommended listen for sure like go yeah. through it front to back and you'll at least capture like there's some songs that of, of course i'm like oh yeah these are gonna be they're already like hitting millions of streams already it's like oh yeah these this some of these are definitely you know Got gonna juice. help pay the bills a little bit oh for sure <laughs> i mean which I good? Think, I mean, I you should. They, I mean, they make they good should. money. I think they make good money. They and should. I, like, That's they fine. got fucking coffee and beer. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. It was good. It was a good listen. Highly recommend. Uh, it was a pleasant trip. And just everyone, just so everyone knows, me and Danny aren't in the same room. I don't have a gun to his head. All right? <laughs> I haven't had one this entire time. He, this is all his own words. I didn't coach him. It's all right. I'm just, I'm just like buttering him up for uh, him to say similar things about Lincoln Park at some point when we go through that discography. That'll be fun. That'll be fun because I mean, I only really did the first three. Uh, oh man, yeah, I gotta take you on a trip. Yeah, um, and then maybe, maybe you'll be like, eh, okay, maybe I get it. <laughs> hey, I love the first three, man. Uh, there you go. Uh, this episode is sponsored by. <laughs> Don't, man, wouldn't that be so cool? I would love to talk about Helix mattresses for money. Um, Helix mattresses, <laughs> I sent two back, and then I got a different mattress. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't think that's how that's how that's going to win that's us. That's not how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, no. I'll sell Contigo, oh, Audio Technica, Cos. I'll do it. Love it. Oh man, Audio Technica, please, please. <sighs> I will take all the headphones, everything, all the gear. It's please. like the only thing I would it, like if I ever got sponsored by Audio Technica, that would be the end of my journey. This <laughs> like, is it. Like I'm like that's it. I made it's it. Your Mountain Everest. That's yeah, me. Yeah. I made it. I'm done. <laughs> oh man. It's my wake make a wish. Love it. Will so you that's your who podcast Audio Technica can sponsor your podcast for one episode. <laughs> that's what that's who dying. this episode is brought to you by. Oh man. Uh all right, so let's talk. Let's talk some video games now, baby. Videos. Okay. So, Fall Guys has re reinvigorated themselves. They have gone free to play, and they just launched on Nintendo Switch and Xbox, I believe, or was it PC? Either way, they launched on more consoles than just a PlayStation, like they did last year. Everyone leading up into like from the announcements and leading up into the launch was like, "Why? It's too late for this game. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead." And a week later, later, highest player base, obviously, but like it's like going really strong. Like people are into it. It's I think it's brought in new life to it. Um, also, I think it's probably just like a right time to like for them to try to like hop back into the gaming space into like the competitive online play because it's a little bit more party game and less uh stressful Fortnite war zone mm -hmm. Sw uh, sweaty boy going crazy because he's been playing for 20 hours straight <sighs> fall guys every time fall guys comes back i first go oh there's a new level I can play on Human Fall Flat. And then I remember <laughs> that they're not the same game. It's and then I go, the what's game. Fall Guys? I was like, oh, I had to look it up. Even though this is like the second, like we've talked yeah. about Fall Guys. We've played Fall Guys. We have played Fall Guys. Yeah. I think that good, good for them for having this player base, but this game will be gone in three weeks. Just like it was last time. Everyone on PlayStation was playing it. And then no, everyone was like, yeah, we're good. 
planting that flag immediately. That's what, I'm, that's what I think. Like, I, okay. it's not that it's bad, but I I think it's a little bit sometimes too disposable. Uh, mm, like it see, doesn't have yeah. the 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 hooks that uh like a you know the other long-standing kind of free-to-play battle royale style last man standing last person standing things are um but i do think it'll it'll always have a player base but it you know i don't think it's going to enter the kind of pantheon of the you know apex legends uh warzone and and uh uh you know the shooty buildy one <laughs> why do you think that is I I don't know. I don't know, but because, I just don't. Because disposable, I think, is like a really interesting way to describe the gameplay. Because I don't disagree with, with that sentiment. Well, because the gameplay is wonky for purpose, right? Like, yeah. they chose yeah. to mm-hmm. bring levity to the gameplay by making it kind of fucked up, right? Um, and I think because you can so often make tiny mistakes that turn into your, you know, you're just watching the rest for like three or four minutes um, and feeling like, but I feel like that wasn't, that didn't feel fair. You know, yeah. like I think that's, that's kind of why it feels disposable in that way. Um, because I do think skill in this game definitely exists, but I think getting skill in this game to like consistently win or have a chance to, yeah, I, I think the bar is actually too high for a large player base to stay around long enough. Interesting. Um, because yeah. I, it, when we played it, like we had a great time. We were laughing and like giggling and like having fun. And then like we stopped playing it after like a couple hours and we're like, cool. So I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like I think was, I'm good. Yeah. Like, that was yeah, it. Like, that was and, it. And nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, um, but that's what I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, I don't think I don't know. Yeah, no, I I think uh, I, you just touched on a little bit. I think the the biggest thing for me why I don't disagree with the disposable aspect of it is that the the wonkiness usually means that there's a lot more that is out of your control, right? Than you get from a shooter competitive or um, or even like an MMO where like. Well, like you know, even kind of thinking back stuff. to our conversations of Elden Ring, right? Like, yeah, usually up until mm, the final boss, double boss. Like, I feel like most people are like, it was fairly hard. Like, but I felt like when I died, it was because I made a mistake, not because I. Right, right, right. Something and, happened, and I and I think Fall Guys tends to throw in. And it's it's done. You're right. It's done intentionally because it's like supposed to be goofy and fun, and yeah. it can be like, yeah, I want like a quick spurt of that. Um, but maybe that's why it's too disposable. It's just like too too wa- wacky. Well, yeah, and, wonky. And the art style, right? And that it has fall in it. Why I go to Human Fall Flat is because that game also has this intentional wonkiness. Yeah, but it also has really precise control. Um, like you move and your weight is really quick to shift and fuck you up. Yeah. But you can always grab and then like swing really, really controlled. Like, uh, and you know, if there was more of that, like second chance option where it's like, Oh, I fell down, but in human fall flat, like if you, you stick, 
you can eventually like swing your other hand up and then you can like crawl up and it's like awkward, but you have a chance to still complete something. Yeah, I think I think that I think a lot of it is because of the player collision. I think that I think specifically it's a player collision with the with each other. Yep. There's something there that maybe needs some tweaking or just like it just won't. And I guess we'll see in a couple we'll of see. weeks if Spencer is right. I'll play my flag. You know, I'm, I'm freaking on vacay, baby. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to just toss over the log and I'm like, all right, you deal with all these comments and then go for it. Now you got this and the Coheed stuff. Oh, my God. You have me. Well, this I week. mean, I could get a one more controversial opinion. Let's uh, want to wrap it up with talking PlayStation Plus, Let's PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, 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 Plus. Plus. PlayStation Premium. We both we we both went premium, um, only because I assume you looked at the difference for the rest of your year, which is obviously Black Friday, and you're like, I was yeah. like, it was like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, whatever. Sure, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try. For yeah. I had like four uh, eighty days or something like that, or eighty something days, and it was like twelve bucks. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do it for basically considered at my three month trial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far. I would say it is worth its money because I downloaded Demon's Souls and that was still at 60 bucks. So I'm I'm flush. Just like I said, I can find yep. one thing and then it's worth it. No, I I agree. I think it's totally worth it. Uh I, it'll I talked about it in my solo episode a little bit, but this one will have more more ears I think because I didn't really promote that one that well. Um I like it. I think it's going to depend a little bit on how, like, the types of games you like playing and, yeah. and, and like, how soon you want to play a game. But, like, I threw NBA 2K on my my PlayStation. And even Me though too. it's, like, technically the offseason, I was like, oh, cool. I'm playing now. And this is, you know, 40 bucks that I didn't spend now. And said so I tried it. And then I, and then I, and then I threw in um, that stranding. I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to give this a try. Donkey has made multiple videos about it. And he's like, I kind of hate it, but I kind of keep playing it all the time. So I'm like, okay, let me just, let me just finally take a look at yeah. it. Nope. Didn't do it. I, I forced myself to play like eight hours. And I was like, this is, this is just not for me. It's not a game for yeah. me. I understand why there's an audience for this game. I don't think it's poor. I think it's actually pretty well made, um, but there's not enough game for me. Uh, to keep me going, the menus are just like obtuse, and the story and the dialogue. I'm like, there's just not enough for me to care about this right. baby and this person that I'm trying to find. Um, and and the core mechanics are just aren't right, quite doing it for me. So didn't you know? Gave it a I gave it a pass. I tried it, deleted it. But those are now two games that I like. I I threw in, and then I just found like a random tactical. RPG from the PS4 that was not reviewed very highly, but like the gameplay loop is like nailed my JRPG nice. turn-based combat thing in my brain that I just can't get rid of. And now I'm playing that a lot. So I'm like, okay, this is this is totally worth it. This has already been totally worth it. And I haven't even dove back into like Ape Escape, which I loved back in the day, and I totally want to play that again. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that I'll be able to like get like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I want to get into, and I, had, yeah, I still haven't like yeah. touched that yet. I'm like, man, this is our. There's, I'm in. I'm in. There's gonna, there's definitely keep my some value there. I just wonder, you know, like how deep is it going to go? Because I was scrolling through the list of games, and I was like, there's really not that much from classics that I want to play because I yeah. am 
Yeah, I mean, you don't play classics. That, <laughs> like, I just not not super interested. But I was like, if you know this this library gets updated, you know, as as games kind of age on the PS5 a little bit, it's like exactly what I want because I usually don't need to play games when they come out. Like, that's not how I typically care about games. But yeah, and then there's like there's all these stupid indie games not stupid but like these there's all these indie games that are on there like um valiant hearts uh the great war like um i haven't started it but the anna purina one i am dead um i love all Mm -hmm. of anna purina's games that they've made (laughs) um and lawn mowing simulator Oh Did you see God. that? I don't. So I haven't dumb, started like, it. So dumb, but I. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, well, but they're, they're, a huge omission. Yeah. Home remodel isn't on there, and I'm very upset. <laughs> I want to play home remodel, but I don't want to buy it. it. I'm sure it'll make its way on eventually. It better. And here's the thing: they're not going to have like it's still not like a real again real real Game Pass competitor no. because they don't have like the day one heavy hitter titles. But they will still have some day one titles that that make yeah. it over to to PS uh, the, the tiers. So Stray yeah. is like one of the indie ones that I've been like, you just play I'm as very a cat excited for Stray in a robot in a robot. Well, oh god, yes, I'm so glad because I yeah. was like, oh, we haven't talked about this one. I am super excited for this game. I'm like, fucking sign love, me up, baby. I love and like, that's going to be available day yeah, one. That sounds awesome. Uh, I love like any game where you're like. Yeah, you're just this little thing in this little world, and it's sometimes tough, but it's gonna be okay. Which I assume is gonna be Go. that game. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you, you have the cat has a backpack, and you're like doing that's fucking stuff. Awesome. Yes, I know. Honestly, up, but that's day one. So like, but will it be I the best enough. cat game? You know, because the best oh, cat game man. for me, Into the Woods. Into the Woods was great. So that's where I'm putting Stray. I'm like, you're going up against Into the Woods, one of my favorite games of all time. Damn. <sighs> But it looks really good, so I'm really excited. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the, the the mechanics look great. It, like, it just looks fun. So I think there's enough of that stuff in there in here mm-hmm. that I think that will the library is going to get updated, yeah. and there will be more stuff. And I think it's gonna be good. I think as far as like value, especially if you've never played like some of the old PS4 games. Oh my Wait, god, yeah. the there's value is so instant, many, there's instant, so many. Um, there's so so many games where I was like, oh man, if I had never played any of these, I would have been sick to get yep. these all for free. Uh, and then another, I haven't like gotten into it yet, but the game trials access, like where oh you can just God. try out games before buying them that aren't on, uh, premium. I, th- I, I want to, yeah. I'm excited to, tr- I'm going to probably do cyberpunk to try that out. Oh, you should, you should just like, I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts. Finally. Yeah. 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 Like, um. So so I, I I don't know I think it's it's not trying to be Game Pass yet I think it'll eventually try to be Game Pass but they're slow rolling it um, yeah yeah but so far I would say it's like I probably won't keep premium when I pay full price but also I'm gonna get a Black Friday deal anyways just like every year so, so it probably like, won't be that much <laughs> it uh, might end up being a similar thing yeah um, or it'll just be like imagine you paid the normal PS Plus yearly price instead of the upgraded. <laughs> It, the basically what yeah. I'm assuming it'll kind of shake out to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean I'm, the uh, the the trailers alone, like the demos, like I think that's that's a huge thing too. Because it is any game over thirty dollars has to have a two hour demo on it. Like you need to, they need that's to let you download awesome. and play for two hours. That's awesome. So like I'm gonna eventually get around to like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and and give that a try. Yeah. Um, just to give it a try. You're you're gonna try Cyberpunk, but then like all the other stuff, like all the like 
now I won't get burned on like a Call of Duty anymore. I won't yeah. get burned on a bad a Battlefront or anything like that. Like Battlefield, Battlefront, whatever. You know what I mean? Either one. Uh, so like that. Okay, cool. You just save me potentially some cash, or I just go and, and get it if it turns out to be good. Yeah, I, I'm 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 interested to see where it goes. So far, so good. And demons, demons, souls, demons, soul. Honestly, this is gonna sound crazy. So far, not as hard as Bloodborne or Elden Ring. I'm sure that that's gonna change. But yeah. in level one, one felt like I wasn't getting fucked up as much as I was in these other ones. I might just be starting just to understand the game. You understand the game, yeah. I'm playing a magic build, so oh, look at you. Never All done right. magic build so far, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, uh, I like it, Danny. I think this is it. A tight one hour a tight one hour we did it baby hey uh go listen to the coheed album yeah, buy please. a hat always please buy, buy a hat. hat i i need to buy another hat you do, well, yeah more hats more hats always um okay, go oh, see sorry. tom top gun too <laughs> <laughs> go see top gun again i don't think uh, we were talking about mustaches on the pod but we were talking oh, pre-pod we were, right. we're both stashed out we're both rocking the stash yeah and what is what Love is your it. wife's opinion of stashes she has not really said anything about it. <laughs> she hasn't talked to me since it <laughs> happened. Uh. <laughs> She's like, I'm glad you shaved the rest of it. And, uh, same deal, like more, more of a five o'clock shadow yeah, yeah. Like, shave. Uh, Did you miss a spot? That's it. <laughs> uh, and I have a wife who loves this for some reason. So, Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah, nice for me. Uh, nice yeah. for me. Yeah. I feel like Stash can be hit or miss. Um, Well, hey, uh, take my breath away and goodbye. (laughs)